Hello and welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me as always tonight is Josh Cacho. Josh, how are you doing? Pretty good. I think I'm. my brain is just trying to come down from um, af- from the game itself. Um, I was out down on the field taking some photos today for the bank note. So again, got to see some some awesome football live. Um, yeah, again, it's, it's good to be back and good to get another, uh, get the MLS season started off right. Yeah, I was happy to see the team come away with a win. I was happy to see a baby Yoda slash Mandalorian Tifo, um, which I'm told everybody should go translate as well. Um, I was happy to hear a couple of chants that I hadn't previously heard, even though they had apparently just been uh, reintroduced. They weren't necessarily new. Did they? I didn't hear the Korean chant. Did they do that? They one did today? it during. It was like, yeah, it was during. It was. It was probably during. If you were watching it on TV, it was likely during like the, um, during the pregame stuff. Oh, okay. Because I did. Okay. I heard it, but I was down on. It was like before the, before the match started. Got it. Got it. Um, a fantastic goal from Carlos Vela. Um, I'm not really sure what else we can expect this man to do to keep us surprised in the last couple of games that we've seen um, from Carlos Vela. We've seen a bicycle kick. We've seen, this is going back to last season, he got his brace uh, against Leon, and then today this ridiculous chip as he's going across the, the top of the box uh, with not much space left. Robles played a great game, and he nearly had that shot blocked as well, but just a fantastic uh, piece of shooting there. Well, the buildup in itself, I mean, like I just rewatched, you know, that goal and the goal and the buildup is just as crazy, right? So he kind of gets a flick, I mean, a a ball over the top and he ends up flicking it back over his shoulder, cuts it inside and then, then again, finds the space to get it onto his left foot. And, you know, that's all she wrote at that point. Um, Yeah. You know, again, just an incredible effort. Um, especially this early on in the season, right? I mean, obviously, some of the chemistry is still yet to come between the front three and, and some of the things that they're doing. But honestly, like I said, I'm not sure you could have asked for a better start from Carlos Vela to keep keep the you know keep the the goal scoring coming. Um, you know, after last year, you know, obviously, given the season he had, you know, everyone expected him to cool off a little bit, but you know. Apparently, that's not going to happen, at least for the time being. Yeah, I mean, he's not in the lead right now. I think Jordan Morris got a uh, got a brace today. He's got two. I don't know if anybody else has two yet, um, but I'm certainly starting the season off the right way. Um, I was I was honestly pretty impressed with Miami. I didn't think you know I didn't know what to expect, but I didn't expect them to look all that organized. I felt like they did an effective job of make, of being difficult to play through and, you know, had a couple decent opportunities on the counter and off of set pieces. Um, so, I mean, I was, I was impressed with them as well and how they performed. Um, the other thing that I really liked, and I feel like it's time for you and me to start collecting receipts on this is Diego Rossi at the nine again, making all the difference in the world. We saw it on Thursday night against Leon. And I think moving Vela back out to the right and using Rossi's speed and his, his just 
uh, relentless work rate against the, an opposing back line, I think, is uh, starting to pay a lot of dividends. Yeah, I mean, his, you know, from from the perspective of the offense, right? He he's a little bit different than your normal, you know, back to the back to goal post up, you know, center forward that's going to, you know, flick balls on and those and do that type of thing, right? Um, but you know, he's a guy that plays off the back of the shoulder, makes those direct run the goal. It actually almost fits his game better than when he was playing on on the wing. Right when he was, had been previously playing off of the left, um, you know he doesn't seem as comfortable being. I mean, he, over over the course of two years, he did definitely get more comfortable in terms of starting out wide, getting the ball on his right foot, cutting inside, and then making a move there. But it it almost it almost neutralizes his best asset, which is his straight line speed. In this case, again, um, you know when he's able to get vertical. It stresses the defense in a different way, which now opens up that path, you know, that that space underneath for Carlos Vela, right? Where it used to be Christian Ramirez making that run across the face of goal to from left, you know, from the center to the right, which opened that up. Now it mm-hmm. it it becomes that vertical threat where because Carlos Vela can pick a pass, right? You have that vertical stress. Then Vela makes that move underneath, and now you have the horizontal stress. So you're getting center backs moving in different ways. Also, what it allow, what it keeps people from doing is being able to, um, what's it called? It it keeps the center back and the uh, center defensive midfielders from pinching down and double teaming Carlos Vela when he does make that move inside, right? So mm-hmm. because Rossi's playing in bet- in between them, now it just causes all sorts of problems. And again, you you can see the amount of space that Carlos Vela has available. And, you know, throughout this match, Miami was playing with, you know, somewhat of a disjointed attack from, um, you know, from their defense. And so they were playing essentially, like I said, a back six and then a front four. And then that back six at times had made stayed compact and made it hard to play through in the midfield, you know, found a little bit of issue. But then the ball would kick out to the wings and between Vela and Blackman on the right and then on the left, you know, which tended to be more Rodriguez making you know, individual runs because more, um, Jordan Harvey was hanging back. It, you could just see those those patterns on the play really start to come off, and they look like again a team that had been playing together for now for the better part of two years, right? With most mm-hmm. of the core staying intact, comparatively to again an, an expansion side. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Rodriguez. There's lots of people on Twitter kind of bemoaning what's going on with him and his lack of scoring. Uh, Matt Doyle is tweeting about it seemingly during every match. Taylor Twelman kept talking about it in this match. Um, I feel like what is happening there is honestly just a lack of support. He's expected to be this sort of outlet that Diego Rossi is when he's on the left wing where you can just you know, you can ping a ball into the channel and Rossi's going to chase it down. Where So you have the center backs, you have Jordan Harvey, and even the midfield looking at Rodriguez as a guy who's supposed to be an outlet and is going to get straight to goal. But that's that's honestly not his game. He's not as fast as Rossi. Uh, he's probably a little bit better on the ball. Um, but he, he's not going to just run straight at goal from there and be able to beat three or four or five different, you know, defenders. Uh, and I feel like he needs more fullback support. I, I can imagine if he had 
Diego Palacios there overlapping with him, it'd be he'd be more dangerous. Or if Latif Blessing or Mark Anthony Kay was cheating up farther and to his side of the field, uh, that he'd be able to do a little bit more in combination play. Um, what I will uh, give him some stick over is his consistency in being offside when receiving a pass through the through the back line. It seems like his timing is just always off, and uh, it's like the classic argument between the midfield and and the forwards, right? Well, you're playing the ball late. We'll know you're taking off too early. Um, but that was a little bit frustrating today is the timing between the the passes played in by the midfield and when Rodriguez would take off. Cause you know, he had three or four looks at goal there uh, where he, where his whistle dead for offside. But what do you think about him right now? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's probably pressing a little bit too much, right? I think he really wants to just get the, get the monkey off his back and get that first goal. You know, I know he got one in the preseason. Um, but at the same time, it almost provides just something different, right? And again, it, you know, and people will eventually get tired of my Liverpool analogies, but it it reminds me of what, you know, again, if, if you've watched the way that they'll play, you often will have, you know, that interplay between the right winger and the right back. Um you know, with mm-hmm. overlap and then the underlap, you know, that that would be Mo Salah and, and Alexander Arnold being able to provide that service. And you get that from Vela on that right hand side um, with the cut inside and the run, you know, and the, the center for his runs are almost meant more to clear the space for him. The left hand side tends to be, you know, in um, one that requires a little bit more of that individual skill. And again, it, it ends up keeping that defender honest so that they can't slide across the field and start to help out. And so I think it's just one of those things where obviously you want, you would like him to get it. You would like to get a little bit more production and those types of things. But, you know, let's rewind to last year when Rossi was out that out wide there. How, you know, how long did we wait for him to, you know, to finally get a goal here and there, right? He went through some of these droughts and some of these different things. And you, you probably heard the same criticisms of him probably doing, trying to do a little too much or whatever it may be. You know, again, yeah. the way I think that we made some of those criticisms kind of puts you too. On a little bit of an island. Yeah. You know, and, and, and granted, I, I think the system just puts you on a little bit of an island. And so it does become one of those situations where, you know, if every now and then, you know, he's going to have to start to figure out when, you know, when to square a ball, when to, when to put a shot on frame, those different types of things. And I think it's just a little bit of, again, just probably pressing a little bit given the situation and obviously wanting to make an impact early on in the year. Uh, But I think as time goes on, you know, you'll start to see him kind of grow into things, you know, because again, he's, he is playing in his most natural position, the position he plays with Uruguay, right. And on there in the national team where he's able to float inside from the left-hand side. So I think that, I think it's a matter of time before he's able to kind of, um, you know, just start to really f- click and figure things out playing in that position. Cause you have to remember he played out on the right side last year through the whole, and I think p- pretty much the, the majority of last year, um, with Vela playing through the middle with, you know, when Dio, because I think basically mm-hmm. when, with his arrivals, when Dio went out, right. And so again, he played through the right. Now it's a little bit flipped and you have Rossi operating through the middle with Vela, right. And again, so we'll see what ends up happening over the next few weeks. But for now, like I said, it's, to me, it's not, 
you know, again, we're not really getting hurt by it at this, at this point, but obviously you want to make sure that he starts to gain that confidence and, and that's a little bit of that swagger back, um, you know, and then finally putting one in the back of the net will help. So, you know, I, I, I think it's a matter of time more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, Josh, who bothers me or not bothers me, who scares me the most on the team right now is honestly Vermeer. Uh, and it's not that he makes runs out of the box to to play sweeper keeper. It's mostly just that I feel like he's out of position all the time, even when there's uh, pressure in our own in our own box. Um, that and some of the saves that he made today were really uncertain. Uh, I just I'm not really sure what to make of of him back there. And I mean, you know, hats off for uh, keeping a clean sheet and at least making a few saves today, but. Uh, that man scares me back there at the moment and perhaps we should have, uh, Laura Mills on here to talk about it. But, um, right now he's my biggest concern and it's kind of concerning also that we haven't seen or heard anything from Pablo Cisniega, especially given what seems to be, uh, some pretty shaky performances here. What do you think? I mean, again, I, I, we probably have to defer to, you know, more experts again when it comes to keep the goalkeeping situation but i will say seeing him live you know now two games in a row and what he does on you know outside of that one weird thing at leon when he got caught trying to you know play the ball back across to his right foot mm-hmm. um today i think the one thing that i noticed that's much different than last year is just his assertiveness Right. And like Mm -hmm. I said, it maybe maybe it just comes as a shock because we're not used to seeing it. We're used to seeing our goalkeepers kind of get caught in these no man's land situations. Right. But at the same time, what what Vermeer's done so far, right, it's it's, you know, balls that are 50 50. He's the only one that's going to go get to it. There's been there was a couple where I think it was a a ball that Rodolfo Pizarro got on the end of um, on a on a corner Um, ball looked like it was heading towards towards goal and he was able to punch that thing out uh, balls that are floated into the middle um, on some of these these crosses you know <clears throat> that normally would have you know I think last year Miller would tend to just kind of wait on it or do different things um, these are balls that he's be aggressively getting towards right does it take him out of position every now and then sure but you know I think I will go to um, something I saw today and it was that exact same ball that drops it kind of in a weird position to the winger uh, or right in, probably halfway between the winger and the goalkeeper. And what was the one thing you wanted Tyler Mill to do when Zlatan got that ball at the edge of the box? Just dive Just on it. Go to the ground and wipe that out. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a fair point about being able to see a keeper live and because then you can read the game at the same time he does and when you're watching on, you know, on TV, half the time, the keeper is not even in the, in the screen. So it's hard to know what he's doing back there aside from just standing around. Uh, I don't know. For all I know, he could be just back there picking his nose or something. So uh, I'll trust your judgment on that one, that he's uh, in the right position and willing to come out when he needs to. Um, Was there anything else that you noticed tonight, Josh, about, uh, about the team or any individual performances that you want to highlight? Um, one thing that I think, and this is, you know, probably, I probably did notice this because of conversations that you and I have had 
regarding U.S. soccer and kind of the, some of the development things and things that sometimes players don't do. Um, and one of the things that was really apparent was the way that Eddie Segura receives the ball and is able to cycle, you know, and, and to continue possession is that every single time you see a ball at his feet, he lets that ball come across. He receives the ball across his body, which allows him to shield off the defender and then play the ball up the field. Um, again, it's something that I think is just, you know, that's ingrained in the way that he plays, but something that I think not enough players do, um, especially Major League Soccer, you know, and you'll see the way that the touch comes off, you know, with a lot of the other players that are that are out there. But for him, again, when 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 the ball is being played to him, especially from, you know, when when the goalie is trying to build up out the back, you'll see the ball, he'll allow the ball to run onto his left foot and then he'll play, you know, either play a midfielder or play up the line to to the fullback. Um, but again, just just that that ability to receive the ball across his body, um, and put himself into a good position to you know to get to now see the field the rest of the field, and, you know I'm sure you can talk a little bit more about why that's important. Yeah, so I mean it seems it seems like it would be a very elementary thing, um, and that you know a lot of people will probably say, well, what I mean, what does it really matter? What footy receives it with? The whole idea is that when you receive the ball, you want to be in a position to not only read the field, um, but be able to play a ball quickly. Um, so this is, you know, the, the whole point is being able to keep your hips facing downfield, uh, facing all your teammates. Whereas if you, let's say, you know, Vermeer is playing the ball out to his left and Segura turns to face him and receives that ball on his right foot, then now he's likely facing the opposite sideline and his, he's kind of taken away his ability to play Harvey or whoever's playing left back on the, on the other side. And he can really only play Vermeer or, or uh, I guess it'd be Yakovich in, in this example, who is straight across from him. Whereas if he receives that ball, if he lets it run across his body, now he's able to play midfielders. He's able to play Harvey. Uh, and it's an easy enough pass to turn and play Yakovich on a square if he needs to. Um and I think you see this in, in the way a lot of the South American players uh, receive the ball. They're, you know, the, it's not just the quality of their first touch, but it's also uh, just the shape of their body, their positioning of their body. And I've no, I've mentioned this in a couple of my film reviews, I think especially with Janela. Janela is another guy who uh, has clearly been trained the right way with this, where if he's taking an extra touch to receive the ball, than it is across his body. And if he's playing, if he can't do it, meaning that like if he has to receive that ball facing back towards goal, it's going to be a one touch pass or a touch away from pressure and then a pass moving on. Um, so it's just one of those little things that you see. If you watch like say uh, Barcelona and it's heyday, you will see, you know, all those long passing sequences, every single reception of the ball is either going to be across the body or a one touch pass away from pressure. Um, that's just the, that's just the way that most everybody else is brought up and U uh, S soccer, meaning soccer in the U S not necessarily U S soccer, uh, specifically is getting better about training kids this way. Uh, I'm far from the only club coach that, that trains kids this way. Um, so I think eventually you will see more Americans and Canadians doing this kind of stuff and getting these little fundamentals, right. But uh, for the time being, 
you can you can see a big difference in how especially the South American players and somebody uh, like Mark Anthony K is, is going to handle that ball. I guess I should say Will Trap or something like that. Throw somebody else under the bus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's just one of those situations where, you know, it again, it's it seems like something minor, but ultimately at the end of the day, um, it's it, it can sometimes be the difference, especially against some of these teams that are going to be a little bit more bunkered in. Um, because you can play to now multiple players, like you were saying, as opposed to just one or two by taking the, you know, by receiving the ball across the body. Now, now it just gives you more options to wait, you know, to be able to break down a team, right? You can play that ball out wide, who can now hit that switch across the field, you know, and again, now you get the defense moving left right, as opposed to, again, like you were saying, if you, if you do receive that, that ball off that wrong foot, you're almost shutting half the field down. Um, mm-hmm you know, in terms of your, your passing options. And so again, especially moving forward and again, some of the competition that we're going to face, um, again, it's those little things. Some, I think it's those little things that will ultimately become, um, uh, a bigger deal as time goes on. Yeah. And little fundamentals like this, not to get, not just, uh, stray too far off topic here, but Little fundamentals like this are why I doubt Greg Berhalter's ability to truly evaluate players to play in a position in a possession based system because he calls in players that don't do these little things consistently. And a coach like Pep, for example, would never dream of having anybody on his team that doesn't already know these little fundamental things. Um, and it's not like you're going to teach these guys who have already turned pro to always do this kind of thing. Like that they're so far beyond that, that, you know, you got to make, you got to make do with what they are. So when you see uh, the U S men's national team out there with whoever Greg Berhalter is called in and they're not passing the ball across their teammates body and making it easier for them, you automatically know, okay, well, these guys didn't grow up in this kind of system. So why is Greg bringing them in? other than he probably just doesn't know. I don't know. It, it's, I mean, that's a, it's a weird thing for me to say from my chair uh, when, you know, tomorrow I'm not going to go coach professionally. I'm going to go into a hospital and sell pedicle screws to surgeons. Uh, but th- those are the questions that run through my head when I watch that kind of stuff. No, I mean, but I think it's, I think it's, it's critical is I think you, if you go back and watch like that, we are LAFC documentary, you see Bob, actively teaching some of these different things again which is weird because it's at the professional level and some of these things should already be done but given the way that he wants to play it's absolutely necessary right and and if you don't you either and again it's one of those situations where if you don't develop it right on your own expecting a player to do it on their own again it's you never know um and so i think it's just one of the things i think i think that's probably why you've seen so many players you know, improve their game tenfold since coming to the team, right? And working under him is because I think he is taking that time to make sure that in this, you know, that they're able to do the little things that that help in playing possession soccer. But I mean, look at someone like Yakovic, right? Who most people have been doubting since, you know, he started getting run on the team, but time in and time again, like today he had another great game in terms of what he was able to do and how he's going about, um, you know, his, his style of play and so on and so forth. And so 
I think ultimately it'll be it's one of those situations where the I th- it's it's going to be critical given the types of players that they're going to rebring in that they they continue to do these little things that you know again help sew it all together. And again, because not everyone is going to come from a a system or a team that plays purely possession and plays from the back and does all those types of things. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Josh. Anything else that you want to get to tonight before we wrap up and come back for the uh, in-depth analysis in a couple days? Nope, I think that's it for now. All right. Well, in the meantime, look for the game review. Is Andrew right in this one? I believe so. Okay, so you can look for the game for the match review from uh, from Andrew on the banknote. You can follow us on Twitter at counterpress underscore. You can follow me at Kirk Kinsey or Josh at LFC Josh. Josh, did I miss anything there? Nope, I think that's it. All right. We will talk to you all in a few days with the in-depth review. Have a good night.